G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. As we do on a Monday, we'd like to check in with the Australian Christian Lobby. Martin Isles is the Managing Director of the ACL. Martin's back with us. Martin, welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Always good to be here. Hey, Martin, let's get a focus on the federal election. Uh, ACL's been highlighting uh, some of the people who've crossed the floor on that religious discrimination bill. This is a bigger issue than most people appreciate. Uh, Give us your insights into where you're up to and the sorts of things you're talking about on a day-to-day basis. Well, there's an awful lot going on, Neil. I can tell you that much in this election campaign. We've got two weeks to go. Uh, The background to the work that we're doing uh, out in the public squares, uh, in the streets of our communities, um, uh, to highlight certain MPs' records in the parliament is really based uh, on a problem that we've encountered over the last three years, uh, particularly, or it's getting worse, which is, uh, to use a biblical metaphor, we have wheat and tares in all of the parties. And one of the problems we've got is that the wrong people are seizing control of the agenda at crucial moments, not just in the Labour Party, but actually now uh, increasingly in the Liberal Party. Uh, And we saw the most recent example of that, a very serious one, not the only example, with the uh, debate in February of this year on the religious discrimination bill and the Christian schools laws or the laws that enable Christian schools uh, to uh, operate according to their faith, that is the Sex Discrimination Act uh, laws. When that debate came up in February... The government wanted to pass this religious discrimination bill, uh, prevent discrimination against people of faith, uh, promote religious freedom. They uh, also wanted to make sure that uh, schools maintained their ability uh, to operate according to their faith. But you had a bunch of rebels uh, who crossed the floor, sided with Labor, but also sided with a number of the independents in the House of Representatives uh, and uh, defeated the religious... Ultimately, it led to the defeat of the religious discrimination bill and also uh, very nearly saw laws passed that would have substantially uh, curtailed the ability of Christian schools to operate as Christian schools, whether that be through codes of behaviour for students or uh, hiring and firing teachers that share their faith and things like this. Uh, A very, very, very egregious thing. And um, we're sitting here going, look, somebody needs to hold these tears or all these rebels uh, to account uh, because this situation is only getting worse. They never get held to account. Uh, And what they do uh, is changing the very nature of the Liberal Party and the nature of the government. And so we are out there in the community. We're doing door knocking. We've got billboards up. Uh, We've got phone canvassing underway. Uh, We're doing uh, lots and lots of rounds of flyer drops uh, to highlight the good and the bad uh, records of different MPs, particularly on Christian schools and religious freedom. Uh, Yes, there are some rebel liberal MPs in there upon whom this campaign reflects very poorly. People like Dave Sharma, uh, Trent Zimmerman, Fiona Martin, Bridget Archer, but also some uh, of those who are are independent. Uh, So, for example, um, 
Helen Ains in Indi, uh, down in Victoria, an independent member of the House of Representatives, Rebecca Sharkey uh, in Mayo in South Australia, uh, and uh, also Zali Stegel in Warringah. Um, a lot of focus has been on Warringah this election, and uh, a number of uh, campaigns are also highlighting the good guys, the people like Andrew Hasty, Vince Connolly, Terry Young up in Queensland. You know, there's quite a, you know, James Thompson running for the Hunter for the Nationals. Uh, we've also got some campaigns out there that show the really strong convictions, the good guys here, because we're trying to get a situation where there's accountability uh, for doing the wrong thing. And there's no other campaign movement that's really out in the public squares that's able to hold people to account at the ballot box on election day. Uh, that's where ACL comes in, and that's the focus of our campaign. And your campaign has been on the radar of the major parties because you've had a response uh, directly from the Prime Minister's office and from the Shadow Attorney-General over what you've been uh, talking about and uh, discussing issues around religious freedom. Both sides want to actually win the Christian vote. Uh, what sort of responses have you gotten from the Prime Minister and from the, uh, from the opposition? Well, there's no doubt whatsoever that um, they are aware of what we're doing and there is a fair degree of concern about what we're doing. Uh, and that has been very effective at bringing both Labor and Liberal to the negotiating table. And uh, as you say, Neil, we've had commitments from both sides. Uh, it's definitely true that the commitment from the coalition side is the superior commitment. Uh, but there is a commitment from the Labor side, and it is a better commitment than uh, it, it had been in the past. Uh, from the coalition side, we do have a promise that the religious discrimination bill will be brought back into the parliament, uh, and there will be no associated changes to Christian schools uh, and their rights. So that commitment is on the table. The difficulty here, of course, is that it depends once again, as it did last time, on the rebels behaving themselves and supporting the Prime Minister's agenda. Uh, so what we are doing is that in those seats where we are running campaigns which negatively impact on the rebel MPs and the Liberal Party, we're now reaching out to those individual MPs and saying, look, we'd love to stop campaigning in your seat. However, we can't do that unless you tell us or you make a commitment to the voters that you're going to support the Prime Minister's promise that you're going to, when the time comes and the Prime Minister tries to deliver on what he's promised to the electorate, you won't undermine it. So we're going on an individual basis to those MPs. Um, and it will really depend, again, on how many seats the government wins by, how many rebels there are in the, in the government, etc. We have to confront the fact, however, that the coalition is in a very difficult spot right now in terms of its ability to win this election. Uh, very, 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 very difficult. I mean, I know Scott Morrison has said he believes in miracles, and so do I. Uh, but uh, they're in a very, very challenging position. And so it may well be that we end up with a Labor government uh, in a couple of weeks' time. If that were to happen, um, we do have a commitment from Labor, which is to bring back a religious discrimination bill, which is something. Uh, the only difficulty with Labor is that they have said that they will make a change, and previously it was several changes, but this time it looks as if it's mainly a change to Christian schools. And the change will be to a law which enables Christian schools to have uh, codes of behaviour and conduct uh, in their schools uh, which hold students to Christian standards, especially on things like gender identity. So for the school to say, well, no, boys use boys' bathrooms, girls use girls' bathrooms. Uh, you know, we have boys' and girls' uniforms. We say he or she. We don't, we don't say anything else. 
those sorts of things will become exceedingly difficult for Christian schools. Um, also, con- codes of conduct around around sexuality. If the school believes that um, you know boys and girls should be in relationships and not boys and boys and girls and girls, and wants to actually have that as a standard in the school community, uh, then that will be very difficult as well. So you can see straight away there's a problem with the Labor promise, uh, which we will have to contend with should Labor win government on May the 21st. And maybe that looks like a very, very big campaign movement from people like ACL uh, to try and preserve our Christian schools because they are such an important place uh, to disciple students, to even evangelise and to have the gospel promoted to young people uh, and to have Christian education available for Christian parents. As I'll often say, uh, the Christian schools are front line uh, when it's under attack. If it's lost, that means the next step is the Christian church. And uh, that necessity of keeping a church-state separation is clearly an important one. Hey, when you're targeting five MPs, and some people will say, well, isn't that an awful lot of effort just around five MPs. Uh, But the flow-on effect of that has been that the election has been framed from a Christian perspective about people and not parties. So while we focus on those five MPs that are uh, are the focus of your campaign, Martin, uh, more broadly, in every single electorate around Australia, you're saying vote for people, not parties, because this is the way that things will end up if you don't. Yes, exactly. So I want people to take this mindset of looking at the individuals, not just the parties they come from. I want them to take that mindset into their vote. And let me give an example of a situation where this might affect many of the listeners. So if a listener or a person was to go to vote and they're going and they're saying to themselves, I'm going to vote for a minor party. okay, and maybe thinking of one of these freedom friendly minor parties because of everything that's happened with COVID, etc. That's a common theme at the moment. Uh, and I just want to say to them, that's fine. You know, I, I expect that there will be a lot of minor parties in the Senate uh, after this election. Uh, and particularly if we have a Labor government, I really welcome that because it will make it much harder for Labor to pass its legislative agenda and they'll have to get it through a lot more checks and balances and a lot more sets of eyes will have to look at it and approve of it. And it gives us lots of lobbying opportunities. So I'm fine with that and I completely understand the reasons why people are going down that line. But I would say, aha, careful not to fall into the mindset of saying, well, I'm just going to vote for the parties, the minor parties. I would say don't actually do that. When you particularly look at your Senate ballot, vote for the right people in those minor parties because there are, there are wheat and tares in the minor parties as well. Uh, and I would like to see the right people from those minor parties get elected, not the wrong ones. Because if the wrong ones get elected, then they're going to set the agenda in politics for that minor party. And you might be really, really disappointed that their views on things that are always crucial, uh, like abortion, like other life issues, uh, like religious freedom, uh, like uh, this Christian school stuff because of the tension that you suddenly see between religious freedom and and the so-called rights of LGBT kids and things like that. Uh, Conversion therapy, which you and I, Neil, have talked so much about on this program in in recent times. You might suddenly find yourself having elected somebody who's pursuing the wrong side of all of those issues. And and some of them will go after the decriminalisation and liberalisation of gambling and prostitution and all these social issues uh, and and, and the decriminalisation of drugs. All of that is there in these minor parties. And so I just want people to go, well, hang on, who is the person I'm, I'm voting for in the minor party? 
And to help people with that, I actually did a video, uh, which is now out on our YouTube channel, and it'll shortly be on our website, uh, which uh, uh, is me running through all of the candidates at this election uh, who are practicing Christians. And I, I, I particularly single out from those minor parties, particularly on the Senate ballot, some of the people who are running for the LDP, running for One Nation, running for all these other, and medical options, and even people, things like the Australian Values Party and others as well, uh, who are practicing Christians. That might give you a little bit of a roadmap to see where you might be making better choices in terms of people, not just parties. Uh, and that is also why I would say to people who might live in one of the few seats where you have even a Liberal Party rebel, think very carefully about whether they deserve your preference because they're corrupting the Liberal Party. Uh, maybe you should do something a little different this time around. That's the sort of mindset I want people to bring to the election. Don't just fall into the parties, parties, parties thing. Think, please think. For those of us who are in the lobbying space, for the future and the integrity of these parties, think about who exactly it is you're putting that number next to. So if you've got access to YouTube, you can find Martin Isles. You can go to the ACL website and there'll be extensive research there on the website. Uh, spend a bit of time talking about some of the resources that Christian organisations are making available from a single page document with green ticks and red crosses uh, to others that are based on questionnaires. Well, the ACL uh, documentation of those parties and of the candidates is quite significant. Uh, you've got a, a fairly substantial resource on your website, haven't you, Martin? Uh, we do have some resources on the website which people should go and check out. Uh, one of the major resources is just on hold for the next 24, 48 hours, which is a, uh, a report on all of the candidates that have answered our questionnaire. We're just waiting for Labor and Liberals who are dragging their heels to get their answers in, and that should be any moment now. But that is the link to that is actually on the website anyway. So if you go there, there'll be a whole list. There's a big banner actually on the home page. Uh, click on that uh, and it'll give you a whole list of things, including some interviews I did with people from the Senate. And one of them might be uh, a senator from your state uh, to really dig into their values and what makes them tick. And people have appreciated those. And uh, just to go back to the previous question, I forgot to make this point, Neil, which is that it's helpful if you're thinking in a people, not parties mindset. Uh, what that means when you vote in the Senate is that you vote below the line. You put the numbers in the boxes next to the names of the people. Uh, not above the line where you put the numbers of the, in the boxes next to the names of the parties, because then you let the party choose who they put up for that party. Better that you have control of that. You choose the people, the individuals, so you can avoid the bad guys, select the good guys. Uh, all of that information, that's uh, also on our website. There's a How to Vote video there by Wendy Francis where she runs through the mechanics of that. So those are the sorts of resources you will find on our website. You've got some election forums coming up this week. Tonight, for South Australian listeners in Adelaide, uh, Chisholm in Victoria on Wednesday, and in the Northern Territory on Thursday, you might need to check the ACL website to get specifics on the venues and the times for those election forums. A couple of quick issues just to touch on, and uh, we talk a lot about uh, about uh, life issues. In WA, there's a Rally for Life this Wednesday, and there's also uh, the New, New South Wales Euthanasia Bill is coming uh, this week. Uh, not much time to talk about these, but a, a quick thought or two on the on the Rally for Life this Wednesday in WA and then t uh, on, the, uh, on the issues around euthanasia in New South Wales? 
Uh, yeah, Neil, look, if, if listeners are in Perth or they can get to Perth this Wednesday evening at 7pm, uh, I'm going to be uh, at the Parliament House on uh, Harvest Terrace in Perth and uh, I'll be joined by some other great speakers including people like Nick Goyran uh, and the Rally for Life will be on. It's an annual event. It's really important that these events remain big, they remain strong, they remain loud uh, so that we can continue to uh, uh, shine the light uh, on the pro-life issue around the country. And um, my message is really going to be a message of encouragement to tell people not to grow weary because of all the advances that have been made, not just overseas in America, but also here in Australia on the pro-life issue in recent years. Uh, and so come along for that, be encouraged and inspired not to give up and not to grow weary, but to carry on. And of course, people will have heard that one of the big developments in the US is that this uh, dreadful pro-abortion case from 1973, Roe versus Wade, might finally, after 50-odd years, be uh, getting overturned. So there's exciting developments. Please come along, come and say good day. Uh, and the other pro-life issue you mentioned, Neil, is just that uh, please be in prayer because the New South Wales Parliament is considering euthanasia laws still. It's been a slow process. Uh, the time really for advocacy is probably coming to an end. It's really coming on to the point where it's going to be voted on in the New South Wales uh, Parliament. So be in prayer about that, the state of New South Wales and the cause of life. And pray for Wednesday night as well if you can't come. It'll be a great event and that strong numbers will come. Significant to be talking about these things. Uh, Pre-poll voting will start this week. And uh, just get all those details, that little bit of research as uh, one commentator on this program has said a number of times, most people do more research when they're buying a new refrigerator than they do about the future of a nation when it comes to the vote. So uh, the challenge is there. Uh, take advantage of the Christian resources that are available that give insight into the backgrounds. acl.org.au is the Australian Christian Lobby website. Martin Isles is Managing Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. Martin, thank you so much for giving us your insights, sharing your heart and your thoughts with us today on 2020. Thank you again, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.